What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Wanow, and I am so glad that you are hopping on here today. This podcast is meant to serve as a place for you to be encouraged with where you are, where you're going, what God has done in people's lives, and that we would continue to burn for Him being set apart in all that we do, because that is freedom. Yes and amen. Okay, shout out to Brittany for that. Today we have Robbie Dawkins. What's up, Robbie? He's going to be joining us. He and his wife, Angie, have six kids and have been married for over 25 years, y'all. That is crazy. That's a sign and a wonder in itself. Six boys, to be exact. Okay, he has been in Furious Love, Father of Lights, Holy Ghost Reborn, Finger of God 2, and he has two films coming out this year. He's written several books. His recent book is Do Greater Things, which was released January 1st, 2018, and he has been in several media outlets and he travels the world. Guys, this is a general on the front lines that we get to hear from today with authenticity and vulnerability. And I'm grateful because he is so relatable in the way he communicates. And I'm grateful for that. So without further ado, because I could keep going and going, let's hop up in here. If you find value, please don't forget to subscribe. Share with your friends, your auntie, your grandma. You might have to teach her how, but you know what? She may appreciate it. And leave a written review and we're going to get this going. So here we go. What's up, Robbie? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you, Jamie Lynn? <laughs> Do you like how my uh, my whole tone just switched? <laughs> I you you are so G girl. You go for it. <laughs> I saw. I'm just I'm just going. Hmm. There's there's been some hood influence somewhere. Probably mm-hmm. just you watching movies is all it is. But you know it could be. But you know, actually, factual little information. My husband and I. Well, we didn't meet until our mid twenties, but. Um, he used to cry when he was little and me too, because we weren't black. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you a little story. When I, <laughs> when I was, uh, when my parents were missionaries in Japan and, uh, my mom and dad went to mainland, uh, they were on an island, uh, one of the islands, uh, off Japan, Okinawa to be specific. And, uh, they went to mainland and they left me with another black fam or black family that were another missionary family that just so happened to be black while they were gone for a week. And, uh, when I got back, when they got back, I was like eight months old, but my mom went to take me and I started crying because I was convinced I was theirs and that I was black. (laughs) My mother had to take me to the mirror and show me in the mirror that I was not black and that I actually belonged to her. And only then did I stop crying because I was, I had, I had taken, I'm like, I have taken on this new family. I am a young black child and that's <laughs> the way that it is. And don't rob me, white lady, of my true identity. <laughs> there you go. That's so funny. I love it. It's, it's, it's a real thing, you know, culture influences us at a young age. I love it. Okay, so I know we're we're all like um, I know we were talking before I hit record, but we're all in this unique set of time. So let's just dive in because there's two big questions I wanna I wanna get to with you. Um, but right sure. now, I love you were you were telling me a little bit about what you're seeing right now and how you want to empower those who are tuning in right now. Yeah, yeah. Share with the I class. Mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, one of the things that I think with the, the situation that we're in right now is it's so easy for us just to sort of lay back to go into just, you know, defense mode. Whenever we have a, a health crisis or a national crisis or war, 
you know, that, that could mean, you know, attack or pending danger on us. It, it, it's so easy to slip into this, uh, you know, this mode of just sort of hunkering down and hiding out. And, and I, I believe that uh, we've got to, you know, step out and use every opportunity. If people are just like, man, I just really feel like I can't get out, that this is a bad idea for me to, you know, I really want to follow the rules and do all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, then, then stay at home, but be on, be on, you know, be on phone calls, be on social media with people, be sharing the gospel with people, be, be telling them and, you know, sharing the gospel, you know, for a big part is, sh is sharing your story, you know, and all of our stories are the same. It's the story of, I remember when, you know, because we, my parents actually did pastor in the hood. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I told my mom, we had had all these young people that had, you know, come off of drugs and alcohol and, you know, crazy living and I remember I started telling people yeah I used to smoke pot and you know this is me at 12 I was like yeah I was really addicted to pot when I was like 11 years old and Jesus set me free. and I took my mom is like Robbie you're lying you never did pot you never and I was like my that that's the downer of having a prophetic mother and uh she has she has insight plus she has God you know to reveal the truth to her and I said to her, I said, I said, yeah, but my story's not as cool. Like, you know, I gave my life to Christ at seven in a, you know, in a chapel service, you know, uh, at our church and during a VBS. How boring is that? I want a good testimony. Like I was on the, living on the streets at 11 and a pot addict. <laughs> and my, my mother said, she goes, look, she goes, all our testimonies are the same. It's the testimony of the blind man that Jesus healed. And she goes, it's once I was blind, but now I see. That's all of our testimonies. And she goes, wow. you don't have to have this powerful testimony. Just your story, Robbie, is powerful in and of itself. And that's the thing that I want people to get is that your story, your story of transformation, no matter what it is, you could be talking to somebody who has been a prostitute li living on the streets that has been beaten, that has been through addiction, that has been... And you just say, listen, I was seven years old and all of a sudden this, yeah, somebody was sharing the gospel and something began to stir in my heart that I needed Jesus. And I've literally shared that with people all over the world out on the streets and just, wow. just start crying and going, I need that. And they were in the throes of addiction or, you know, in Islam and, and you know, heading to a mosque as we're standing on the streets in Kabul. Afghanistan I just see them just hearing that little bit and they just give their lives to Christ so the power of your story the other thing is just praying for people people are wrapped up in fear yes. right now people yes. are in fear there's terror there's now the truth is is this thing is as you know thank God for the president that they are catching all this that the truth is is that it's not as bad as, as it could have been or as bad as, as everybody, you know, the amount of, of deaths and things are not as bad because, you know, thank God for their wisdom and, and those who are leading our country and, and yeah. the steps they made. However, people are still wrapped up in fear because it's every, nothing else is being communicated on the news. Right. Like one of our friend, one of my friends, I was on a, a, a call yesterday with some guys in Iran. And I was like, so, and I said some things uh, to them about, um, you know, uh, about, you know, just asking, well, how's the country doing? How? And he goes, well, you probably saw on the news this event happened. And I said, no. 
because our news isn't reporting anything yeah. other than what is happening, yeah. you know, with this pandemic. I said, there is, there is no news coming out and there is nothing else happening. And he, he you know, began to fill me in. And so with that, there's an incredible promotion of fear and, and people need in, in the time of fear, there's, there's two things people need. They need to hear the gospel because number one is they need to, if there is a fear of them dying, that's, that makes them more susceptible to hear the gospel and to give their lives to Christ. I'm not saying manipulate it or work it up to do that, but, but seize the moment to give them that comfort and peace of having that relationship. Number two is people are looking for a solution. Well, guess what? Jesus is still the answer. Yeah. Jesus is still the solution. Yeah. And we are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ here on this earth. We are his ambassadors. Right. They will not know him if we do not tell them. Come they on. will not know him if we do. They will not know healing if we don't pray for them. They won't know transformation if we're not. They're not going to know that God knows their life if we're not prophesying to them. And yeah. guess what? The prophecy doesn't have to be their zip code or their street <laughs> address or their phone number. The, the, that, that, that information doesn't change people's lives. And I'm not saying don't do it. God gives it to you. Say it. No, right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That information isn't what's going to change people's lives. What's going to change people's life is a message of hope and a message of truth and a message of there's a better way to live. And Jesus came to give you that life. Yeah. You don't even have to earn it or deserve it. Just accept it, receive it. And let that work. Sorry, I'm preaching here. No, it's but so good. And you know what I love? People need to do it. Yeah, they do. And what I love is when people, for those of you, or for those who do know you, which is probably most of the audience, like you're such a power evangelist. You're like a general on the front lines. And what you're doing can look, I could imagine, intimidating to many people who don't feel called to do what you're doing. But it's so simple. It's not, it's not it like this. It is simple. It's not like every day you have to get on, you know, be unwise. You're wise in how you approach what God's called you to do. You, you know, doors have been open for you because you've been wise, but you're bold and courageous and you follow him. So I think that it's amazing just to hear the simplicity of, of what you're saying, sharing the gospel, sharing your story. I wrote that down because I love how simple that is. And it's just, and it's a matter of just praying for people. You know, yeah. one of the greatest evangelism tools there is, is just praying for somebody yeah. because, but in the prayer at, you know, sit there and just say, I just release the peace of Jesus over you. I release healing power to yeah. you. I, but, and people are like, well, you know, how do I know that I'm authorized to do that? Because Christ is in you. Yeah. And Jesus said, do it. Jesus said, heal the sick. That's, you know, it, people are like, you know, but, I have so many people, it makes me sick. They're like, you, but you've got to get the feeling. You've got, I don't know if I've got to get the feeling. How did I, if somebody's give you a test and you know you have to get the feeling? <laughs> you know, I mean, is there some sort of, you know, they swab your mouth and they enter, <laughs> oh, you have the healing gene. You know, you've got the <laughs> healing <laughs> DNA. You know, it's just, it's, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I tell them, I say, if you don't have the gift of healing, try the gift of, try on the gift of obedience. Jesus said heal the sick. Yeah. Jesus didn't say, you know, do this only if you have the, meet the requirements. So when we stop and say things like, you know, well, I'm not like you. Well, that's good because somebody like me can't reach everybody. And I'm not talking about because of not being in proximity. I'm talking about personality. Yeah. You know, Jamie Lynn, I had a girl when I was youth pastoring who who, who, uh, begged me. She had a friend who was an atheist at school and she begged me. She says, you know, would you please come and share the gospel with my friend? 
Her name was Stephanie, and Stephanie would twirl her hair. She was really shy. When I say twirl her head, she would look the other way. She would twirl her hair out of nervousness. Yeah. And I, I, I swear, I, I didn't know her eye color until she was in her 20s, because when she was 14, 15, and 16, she never looked at me because she was just so nervous. And she was like, I know if you'll come to my house and share the gospel with my friend that they'll give their life to Christ. I just know that, that, that they'll do it if you will come and do it. And I said, you tell them, you, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm not good at talking. I'm too shy to, well, I told her, I said, what do you do good? She goes, well, I make really good lemonade and I make really good cookies. I said, okay, make lemonade and cookies and I'll come to your house and invite your friend. And so the friend came there and sat down and she and immediately, she goes, who are you again? And I told her, I said, I'm Stephanie Youth Pastor. And she started screaming, I knew it. I knew you were setting me up. She's screaming at Stephanie. And Stephanie starts crying and she goes, I only want you to know about Jesus. I, I have known love and peace and I've never had it. I just want you to have that love, that peace. And I just want you. And the girl just starts bawling and she goes, I need that love and that peace. I need it. Man. And she goes, I need Jesus. And she prays with her right there. And I'm sitting over there eating cookies and drinking lemonade going, why am I here? <laughs> and for people who say that it's not their calling, I mean, it is your calling because people yeah. know you and people yeah. want to talk to somebody. People look at somebody like me from a distance and they're like, oh, he's one of those preachers or one of those, you know, movie preachers or one of those, you know, that they, they probably live this crazy life and they, do, and they just see us so far removed. Well, who they know is you and, and knowing Christ in you, knowing who makes you who you are is Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. is the thing that they need it's a little bit of information a little bit of love a little bit of care that you can give and 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 the truth is is that you know i'm i'm telling you right now the the and this is this is me getting on my soapbox a little bit <laughs> and you may you may not agree but i mean I, i'm just so appalled that people are that the church that i'm hearing big name preachers commanding the knowledge for a vaccine for this thing, come into the awareness as if vaccines, as if chemicals in your body is the solution that Jesus came up with to heal the, the palsy, the man with palsy, or to raise the dead. Are we really looking and commanding a chemical, that a chemical wisdom wow. come to humanity I, in order I for healing? Wow. No, I've seen two of them do it. And I'm sitting there going, dear God, I mean, you know, one of them is a prophetic person saying, I see God giving these two vaccines. That I'm like, Jesus can raise the dead. Why do we need, why do we need a chemical response? The other person, you know, commanding this breakthrough. Of it. And I'm like, what we need is the church of Jesus Christ, being the church of Jesus Christ, actually being that, yeah. praying for the sick, cursing this virus. It is a foreign substance that enters the human body and commanding it to die. There's yeah. a spirit of death connected to yep. this virus. We need to bind that spirit of death, command that virus to die, mm -hmm. command that thing, and command the symptoms of symptoms are, are, of a spirit of, of sickness, spirit of infirmity, and spirit of death. They have manifestations. One is being dead, dying. The other one, <laughs> <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> the, uh, yes, the other one is 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 the symptoms that you feel in your body: the fever, the aches, the pains, the chest pressure, the cough, the headache, 
whatever uh, certain people's bodies respond different ways to this virus, commanding that to get out of their body, commanding that to die, and commanding those symptoms to be reversed in that moment instantly, that's all we need to do. And that yeah. uh, we're, we're seeing it. I've got so many testimonies already of people who are like, I had a friend who got who was diagnosed with it, called them and prayed, and boom, they, the next day they were completely done. One of the people instantly, right then and there, they felt wow. energy fill their body. They yeah. stood up on their bed because they at their hospital. They stood on their bed in the hospital. Like, why would they would do that? I don't know. I think they were just <laughs> so good. And just saying, I it's gone. It's gone, you know. And the thing of it is, this is the solution. It works faster than anything else and, and is is complete. So anyway. The, the point is, is that we just have to step out and to do this and, and, and be yourself while doing it. Yeah. Be yourself. Anything that we do for Christ doesn't need to be in anything else. I, I was telling you before we started this that I have these business people that I bring along with me when I mm-hmm. travel. And one of the reasons I do that is because what I see Jesus doing with the disciples is he just brought people along. It's just hanging out. I love that. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that he was discussing theology with them the whole time. I mean, I love discussing that stuff, but I, you know, I have a span of attention for that, you know, that, that maybe you can go for an hour. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, let's talk about football now, you know, or let's talk <laughs> about swimming or, you know, doing, you know, throwing the ball to my dog or something, you know, something else on some other subject. But, you know, we sort of, we sort of see Jesus in this sort of, uh, you know, unusual dialogue or being this unusual sort of alien of a person. And, and he was like us. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be like us, be ourselves. Don't, don't hype it up. Don't, a matter of fact, people who are expecting, I don't take people with me when I travel who are expecting me to be this, they have this persona idea of me, of how I'm doing. And that just everybody on the entire plane you know, gets healed every time that I step on the plane or that, that, that people are dropping to their knees upon seeing me uh, or seeing the gray little stripe in my beard and going, oh, there's a holiness, you know, emanating off, you know. I mean, it's not like that. I mean, I'm on a plane and I like to watch a movie, you know, <laughs> I like to read. I like to be, you know, I'm a normal person. Yeah. Be yourself, but but in that being yourself, always remember what you have inside of you, people are crying out for. Yeah. And these business people, I can tell you story after story of these business people. Some of them, you know, aren't, aren't business people. They're, they're in education. You know, one of them is, is a principal and a, a, another one's a vice principal of a school and just bringing them alongside and just being normal, you know, go, going to Buffalo Wild Wings and hanging out and just chatting about whatever. And then all of a sudden, Hey, by the way, how do you pray for cancer? You know, just like, and, and these guys have had these incredible stories in business meetings, stopping and getting a word of knowledge for somebody, prophesying it to, wow. and they actually got the contract because they did it. Wow. And they weren't using the power to get the contract. They actually thought they would lose the contract over it. Yeah. This one uh, CEO of a company, he's president and CEO of his own company. He told, he t- called all of his staff and told all of his salespeople, er- everybody on staff, he goes, if we lose a client because you're preaching the gospel, I'm fine with that. He said, what I'm not fine with is you not preaching the gospel while you're doing this. I'm not okay with that. That doesn't mean you have to do it every time, but at some point in our relationship with our clientele, I want to hear from them. 
that you have communicated to them your relationship with Jesus or that you have shared with them how to, how to be, uh, you know, follow Christ, how to have a relationship with Christ or that you've prayed for them for healing. He says, I want to hear that, you know, or, you know, he goes, but, but I got, I'm not saying that this has to be all the time to where that you're annoying them. But if you lose a client because of that, that's fine with me. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so that's, that's what we need to, where we need to be, you know, yeah. and, and where do we need to see things happen as us as believers. That's truly being an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, what, what I really love about this season too is um, it is super easy for us to, and I, and I would imagine I've been through seasons like this where, you know, like you are like praying for yourself and you're like, God, what is it? You know, somebody listening may have lost their job temporarily may have lost their job. Like they're, I'm not, I don't want to deny the circumstances people are in, in any capacity. However, it's a great time to see where your trust really lies. And, mm -hmm. and it's also like to pray for other people helps, helps joy come into your heart because you're looking outside yourself. And I love that when people text me, cause it's rare. It is so rare when somebody messages me and says, Hey, I'm praying for you. I think that's like the biggest love language for me. I'm oh, like, that's so good. That is so kind and generous that you would take time to talk to God about yeah. me. Thank you. That's not something anybody, you don't even have to like go off and prophetically, you know, like today. Yeah. You even, don't have to give me a word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like today or ask them if you don't know how to pray for them, ask them what they need prayer for and pray for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that's that. That's so good. It's, and people, people just, need to realize that that as much as you as a follower of Christ value that how much more is somebody that doesn't have a relationship with Christ yeah how much how much more value would they have you know yeah. I remember my my wife's uncle she was when we planted our church she was the he was he sorry he was the first convert of our church wow and one one day I looked at him and I said, uh, they were, he and his wife were talking about, uh, uh, you know, they were, they were discussing something with their house. And I just told them, I said, you know, the other day I was praying for you. And I said, I just really feel like that you're supposed to put a for sale sign up in your house and that God's got somebody who's going to buy your house, but you need to do it like right away. And he goes, wait a minute. He goes, there are people dying in Africa because of famine and starvation. They're, People that are, there was this, had been a tsunami around that time. He said, there's a tsunami where people, and he goes, and you're praying for me? And at first I thought he was going critical and negative. And he goes, thank you. Wow. I had no idea that you would take something that small to God. And I said, well, see, that's the difference. Is when you're in a relationship with somebody, you can bring anything to them. You can tell, you can share anything with them. And I said, here's yeah. the thing. God really cares. He really cares about you. He cares about your circumstance. He cares about. Now, the cool thing is, is that they put a for sale sign. He, and then I went two days later and they still didn't have a for sale sign. And I said, look, put the for sale sign up today. I will drive you right now to the hardware store. We will buy a for sale by owner sign and put it in your yard. And he goes, man, he goes, why do you keep saying? I said, let's do it. Come on right now. I said, I'll get in my car. Let's go. We did put it in the yard. By the end of the day, the neighbor behind him said, my mother has been wanting to buy a house close to us. Your house is right behind mine. Wow. We can do a connecting fence. He goes, wow. my mom wants to make you an offer on your house today. 
And I think we just done it. Now, I, two days before I had that, that word, and wow. it turns out the mother had come to visit the day before that. And so the urgency of that in that, and of course, with that, he was like, okay, God is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is really God. You know, you really did hear from the Lord. This is true. This is, you know, and as, as much as it sounds now, and I'm saying the prophetic word, and I really didn't want to say that because so many people are like, I don't get a word like that. I can't do that. So I could never tell anybody <laughs> about Jesus. No, just looking at them, the point that spoke personally to him more than the sale of the house was that in the midst of world crisis, yeah. God had brought him to mind in my prayer time and I prayed for him. Yeah. And so it's, it's totally to, to your point of, you know, in that just stopping and just communicating that even with an unbeliever, how powerful that is to them to know that we care, to know yeah. we're concerned, to know that there's, they're being loved and that not everybody right now, a lot of people are, you know, very selfish and very, you know, thinking only of themselves in these mm -hmm. times, you know, because of fear and just demonstrating something outside of ourselves. Anyway, uh, that's, you know, I, I just think it's so crucial and people are hungry for that right now. Yeah, that's so good. So when you think about um, people who are in any sphere of influence, it is like what I hear you saying is, and for those of you tuning in, it really is as simple as you sharing your story. There's nothing threatening about sharing your testimony and what happened to you. <laughs> right, exactly. Because if you're a believer, you're a victim of the blood of Jesus, nothing else. <laughs> I love um, that. I'm always I'm like, listen, sometimes when I share my story, um, it can seem really intense to some people, but I'm like, listen, the way I live my life now is because of what Jesus did to me and I'm a victim of the blood of Jesus. And so I'm just telling you what's happened to me in the process of that. Like, I can't, I, this isn't me telling you, you should live like me. I'm telling you what he did to me and I wouldn't be doing this had he not done it. You know what I mean? So I, sure. I think it's, it's, there's non-threatening ways to share it. That's really powerful. And then there's moments where, you know, especially when you're in relationship with God, which is super simple, talking to him and listening, not just talking to him, but also listening. Exactly. Um, you start to grow more in those things. And then you, you're, you have the courage to step out and, you know, give these mm -hmm. words here and there and grow in it. And so if that is a desire you have, you can have it. And if your heart's pounding, it's okay. You don't have to start with the social security number. <laughs> exactly. You know, and and, and to be honest with you, again, just to reiterate that point that, you know, it's not the social security number that's yeah. going to truly bring a life transformation to them. It really is, uh, you know, that, you know, that, that personal interaction or that, you know, the praying for them and then being touched by that, you know, all of that, you know, is going to be way, way, way more powerful and impacting yeah. for them you know, then, then, you know, something of, of a reveal of, of, you know, that, you know, yeah. that's not going to really bring that change. Yeah. But it's so true. And, and that is, again, just being ourselves, you know, letting people know I was, I was in a, I was doing an interview, uh, doing a, a, a Facebook live with my oldest son and he's a worship pastor in Denver at a really large church there and really so talented. talented. And, yeah. Yeah. He's God's just really blessed him. Um, and we were having this discussion and, and at, at one point he just stopped and he was just talking about, you know, he says, I was in this gross sin in my life 
Now, I knew what it was, and he, he, he gave a strong indication as to what it was. That it, it had been looking at some pornography and, and stuff like that. And when he shared it with me, it was by no means an addiction type of thing, but just falling into that. And, and I told him, I said, you know, son, a lot of people that are listening to this or watching this, they're not going to see that as a gross sin. They're going to see that as well, you know, they're probably, they probably think, I don't know a man out there that hasn't slipped up and done this and, you know, fallen into that. And I, I told him, I said, you know, they're, they're going to not going to see it as that. And, you know, from the perspective, and that wasn't to justify it, but to say to him, thank you for your honesty yeah, and your truthfulness in it, that you, you saw it from what it is like to the father, not under the blood, not yeah. repented for, not gone and saying, Lord, but you really stated it from the standpoint. And we just don't hear that. I mean, we're hearing murder and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somebody talk about fornication, maybe they'll talk about adultery, but I mean, we're just, we're hardly hearing pastors in churches anymore that are just even addressing that. They're not, yeah. they're not even talking about sin anymore because, oh, it's, you know, we may lose people over it. You know, how did we get there? How did we get in that place? And I think yeah. the honesty of just stopping and saying, you know, again, once I was blind, now I see. Yeah. I fell into this. I fell for this. I blew it. I, you know, I, I lied to my wife, you know, even just a few days ago, I said, my wife asked me something. I was like, oh no, I don't want to tell her I got, you know, she had worked hard on the dinner and I, I didn't want to be honest and tell her that I bought that. She said, you didn't eat anything since lunch, did you? Because I, and I had stopped with my son and gotten some French fries at Chick-fil-A. And I Oof. was like, no. And I, yes, I know. I know. I mean, the anointing oil just dipped in the Chick anointing oil. That's right. Chick-fil-A sauce is also a love language. I'm convinced. <laughs> and I stopped and I, I, you know, I had to go back and say, you know what? I just lied to you. And I lied to you because I didn't want to upset you. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And my justification of it was me lying to you would somehow make you feel better and yet it's still a lie and just being honest about it and yeah. just going hey you know it's I, I gotta I gotta make sure I gotta be able to be willing to say I did it I blew it and I mean that's how we expose yes the tactic of the enemy yes that's how we keep from slipping into you know be, becoming habitual liars or habitual yeah. uh porn addicts or so true habitual it's just expose how we expose the enemy, and it takes. It doesn't take much. I put something on, on a social media that that hurt a friend of mine. It, I didn't say anything against him. I didn't say, but I but I knew his story, and I knew that that this particular thing was was a per personal, you know, uh, hurt to him. And I I remember when I when I posted it i remember thinking oh man if this guy sees this this is probably going to affect him somehow some way and but i thought but i'm having to do it i had this justification in my mind for it and he called you know he reached out to me and he says bro he goes i saw that you posted this and man this wounded me because you know that this is a you know thing and it wasn't like a, a again it was not with that intent but uh to and, and at first I was deflecting and going, but you don't understand. I needed to do this for this reason. And then finally I stopped and I realized, wait a minute, I'm hurting a little one. 
not that he he's not he's a mature christian yeah. but still he's somebody who looks to me as a mentor he's somebody who looks to me as 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 a as a spiritual leader in yeah. his life and and it, and i had to call him back and i said will you please forgive me will you please i'm so sorry you're right. It was a, it, it didn't need to be posted. It didn't need to be said. And it, again, it wasn't targeted at him. It wasn't yeah. something about him. It wasn't putting anything. It was just a general thing, but it was there. And just sometimes, and then he responded with, he goes, he goes, dude, that's why I will always follow you is because you will always speak the truth and you'll yeah. always, you, you don't, you're the, he says, you're like the only guy I know in doing what you do, who's, and there are others, but I just, I'm just the only one he knows and has yeah. proximity. He says uh, that that'll come back and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong yeah. and ask for forgiveness. He goes right there. Just the fact that you would do that means the world to me. Yeah. And, and so when we do that, we're setting a model. One of the things that really touched me is one day having a conversation or somebody was interviewing, we were doing a little Tele, uh, uh, television documentary thing and they were interviewing my sons and they said what's what's one of the most powerful things that you've ever seen your father do now they're looking for a miracle you know well he raised the dead he prayed for a dead guy in england he came back da, 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 da. he's gone to these crazy muslim countries da, da, da. they're expecting that answer and they said he was always so quick to come back and say i'm sorry i was wrong Wow. And man, I'm standing off, you know, out of camera shot and I'm bawling my eyes out going, I had no idea that that spoke so much to my sons. Yeah. And they were like, he, they're like, I talked to my friends and their dads don't do that. Their dads don't own up to that. And yet yeah. my dad is so quick to come and say, you know what? I was wrong the way I handled that. And I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've always taught our, our boys that saying you're sorry isn't enough, but ask forgiveness from them and don't just let them say it's okay because yeah. it's not okay. But literally say, say, will you please tell me the words that you forgive me? And because it really brings a release in that person's heart too. Anyway, sorry to go off on. No, all that. I think I, first, thank you so much for being real because I think, one of the most powerful things I can, I can always get behind somebody who is used to being on stage and who is invited to speak all the time, who can say, hey, yesterday, I told Lied a lie to my, to wife. my wife. And <laughs> then I had to come back and apologize. And that's so relatable to everybody because- And, and just let me clarify, let me clarify right now, all of a sudden some stuff's coming back where I lied to her like even a month, month and a half ago and I never went back and I'm like oh lord I gotta go back to her <laughs> you know like all of a sudden when you do that it's like again because it's almost like it clears the path it's almost right. like a bulldozer that just sort of clears all the garbage out of the way right and I think what I've noticed is I've had friendships where um one particular they really battled that like they would just lie mm -hmm. in a lot of tiny ways and I knew they were lying and I couldn't say it every time it would have been draining like but we, I sat down and we got to the root of the why, why they were lying. And I feel like we're sharing this for a reason. I have to say, I did find out that 50% of my audience lately has been 18 to 27, which surprised me that you guys are listening to podcasts, but also just to let you know, like the tiny, I love what you said. If we let the little foxes in now, it'll become something so much bigger one day. So 
if you do, don't carry shame. Go take care of it immediately. And yes. be willing to, I think the people, that's humility. And those are the people who are going to go the farthest in life and that God are going to entrust with much who are quick to apologize when they do trip. <laughs> yeah. Keep short accounts, as we say. Yeah. Keep short accounts. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You know, do it quickly. Keep a short account. Let yeah. people know. Um, and, and because people are more aware of it than that person realizes. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing that, people are more aware of, of, the, of what's going on. We think, oh, nobody's really noticing because nobody's confronting me on it with, with regularity. The truth is they're doing what you're doing. They're trying to be gracious. They're, and they're trying to not exhaust themselves. Yeah, you know, uh, and so keep a short account and just, just go and just say, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said this, or I don't know why, you know, I named dropped and I don't really know this person or I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, you know, yeah. um, you know, you, you don't have to do that, you know, and, and if you keep that short account, that's how you expose the work of the enemy. Yeah. That's so that's good. how you, 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 you put the, you make the enemy bare and you expose him as the source of the lie or the deception or the fall and then yeah. you're you're that brings you a freedom yeah that's so powerful this is so cool i love the direction that these podcasts always take because i never know i always just love how yeah. the holy spirit leads it this has been really sweet so in closing um i do want you to pray for everybody before before we sign off but um what what is something that you want is there something else on your heart that you really want to share with people who are tuning in or a word of encouragement that you have? Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, people are always, are always uh, asking me because of the stuff I do in the Middle East or, or things in the world, you know, let, let me, first, let me just wrap something up with that, you know, because I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm in danger uh, all all the time. I mean, I'm on hit lists from radical Islamic groups and I've heard and others. Somebody, I I don't know if you said this or you wrote it in a post, but you realize you always have um, dinner with your family before you leave town because you know it could be the last time. Is that true? Or yeah. did I? Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's not. I mean, any, we have, that's not many people's normal. <laughs> we have we have dinner together all the time, but of course, if it's something like that, we we go and we we make sure that we have really intentional time, and you know, because I don't want the, I don't want their if something happens, you know, uh, I don't want their memory to be just me grabbing suitcases, running out the door, saying you know, see you guys soon, and and not really being intentional with them beforehand, yeah. you know, and. Uh, you know, it's, it's something we, it's, it's, it's work to do. I don't want to make it sound like it's, it's, because I really yeah. have to make sure my mind isn't moving ahead to, you know, flying through uh, Dubai or Qatar or, yeah. you know, any of those places. I, I, I've, I've got to, you know, stop and be very intentional in that moment. Wow. Uh, and, and, you know, some of the conversations they are not deep, deep conversations. It's, you know, my nine-year-old talking to me about his latest, you know, cartoon drawing you know, coloring thing, it, but all of that for the fact that I'm giving him attention for that is so valuable. Yeah. Or one of my sons talking about, you know, his latest gaming thing, you know, and he, he, one of my kids is, is into one of these, I don't know what it's called. Uh, and I'm not, that's not me trying to sound spiritual and not, and really know what it's called, but there's a certain game where you can go through different scenarios in history that are war like scenarios and fight those battles. 
cool. And he's like, he's like, dad, you know, he's, he's 16. And he's like, dad, I, he goes, don't worry. I cleared the path. He goes, I went ahead. He goes, I was just, he goes, you're on your way to Kandahar, Afghanistan. And he goes, I was just there in my game and I cleared out all the Taliban. <laughs> that makes me want to cry. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, like, it's like, talk yeah. about video games. I'm about to cry. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, 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 it's his, and you know, he was diagnosed with autism. So there's a little bit of disconnect oh. in some things. I mean, he knows, he knows it's not reality, but he just, you know, it's, it's his heart of saying, dad, I love you. And I'm, I want to mm -hmm. protect you. And, you know, that type of thing. But, um, but one of the things that just, just having that super intentional time and just, mm -hmm. and, and two, during that time, just to make sure that we, we've cleared the air, yeah. you know, where, where I snapped at them and said something hurtful or, or wasn't kind, uh, you know, to, to, to stop and to, to make sure to say, Hey, listen, guys, you, know, this is coming to mind before I leave. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I wasn't at my best at that moment or wasn't, you know, because I want their memory to me of, uh, to be of caring for them yeah, and to be, to be concerned about yeah. how they feel and what's important to them. And, and it, it, to some people, it may not seem, I mean, they get a lot of spiritual input, but those, those times aren't big, you know, okay, let me have a Bible study with you guys. It's, it's connecting heart to heart, yeah. you know, in that moment and just, just being, uh, you know, intentional about that. But yeah, that is, that is something that we do. And, and of course, I'm, I've got a, the most amazing wife ever because she keeps she's all awesome. of that. Yeah, she's just very much more task-oriented type person. She keeps all that, okay, before you go, we're doing this. You know, she keeps all that you know, stuff there. So it just makes it you know, very good and very peaceful. But yeah, just, just taking that time you know, with people and, and making them feel that value is just so, so significant. I totally but, interrupted you. And no, that's fine. Yeah, and about I'm glad your family. you did. With with with, uh, I, I think we were talking about you know what to encourage people to do. Was that it? Yeah, what was your encouraging word to leave people? Encouraging with? word, just just reach out and love and and just at this time, let people know, seize the opportunity. One of the things that we have a tendency to do. Again, people are always asking me about you know courage and like I wish I had the courage to do what you do. You know, when God spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, he says, now Joshua, he starts off with Joshua, my servant Moses is dead, you know, and because Joshua didn't know because Joshua wasn't around when Moses died. And so Joshua is hearing this, his mentor, the person he looked up to, the person he was second in command to, he's saying, you know, he's gone. And so this is a shock to Joshua. And he says, now Joshua, the next words are now Joshua take courage and be courageous. We're always asking God to give us courage and that's not how courage works. We need to take it. Come on. We need to stop and make courageous our new identity wow. that I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me and courage. You know, I've had Bill Johnson and Randy Clark introduce me and say, Robbie's the most fearless man we know. He's the most fearless person, this big that you're the most fearless. And I get up as soon after they say that, I said, please never say that again. Because to me, fearless means to be without fear. You cannot watch, you know, some of the shows I've been in where I'm on the front lines and guys with guns are right there and not see fear in me. I am filled with fear at that moment. Yeah. What I choose to do is ignore that fear. Yeah. I realize that God is not the source of that fear. 
that that fear is an outside force and an invader that doesn't belong there. Yeah. And I ignore it. I shake it off. I say, that is not me. That doesn't belong to me because God has made me more than a conqueror through Christ. And no fear, no fear is a liar. Yeah. And acknowledge yeah. it as a liar. Fear is a liar. Yes, and so at that, <laughs> at that point in time, shake it off. That's like yeah. the viper that hung on that bit yeah. Paul and the G. All he did, Paul didn't curse the snake. He didn't do it. He shook it off. Shake off that fear and Come say, on. nope, that's not me. That's a fiery dart of the enemy. That's and so when good. you do, take courage, be courageous. That's an identity issue. Be courageous, act courageously, don't step back. And then what happens as we see in, in Acts chapter you know, four is it says they were all gathered and they said, now, Lord, give your people the ear of the threats and all these things that the, the religious leaders were saying that they were going to kill them and all those things. He says, now, give your servants great boldness. And that's the thing that we need to do. We take courage, we be courageous. Yes. But then say now, as we do this, God, give us boldness. Yeah, and that's so good. the courage may be people think that sometimes the most courageous thing you can do is confessing that you've struggled with lying. Sometimes the most, you know, we think it's it's going out and sharing with the. No, sometimes it's the simplest thing. Yeah, and that's the point I started to make with my kids is that I'm thinking that it's you know these big things and that actually it's the small things that yeah. speak so much to them. Take courage, be courageous, and just as sharing your faith, do that. Walk that boldness out and ask God, God, okay, I'm taking courage. I'm going to be courageous. But as I do that, will you give me boldness? As we yeah. take a step, God empowers that step. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. I was telling you this before we hit record that you're really good at your lane. Like, you look great on you. Like, you really are. You know who you are. You know what your lane is. You're not getting anybody else's. And you, I, this whole time throughout the whole conversation, I've just heard you say, be you, trust who you are, like be in your lane. And, and that's, to me, I think that's one of some of the best advice somebody can give is that we really do have our own lane with God and we all get to run alongside one another and we can't compare ourselves at all to one another. We have to trust what God gave us. And um, for anybody listening in right now, I know that that's both of our hearts for you is that you would trust that. And I love what you're saying, especially in this time with COVID-19. Um, shake it off. Shake it off. Don't, I mean, be wise. I mean, honor those who are in leadership and what's been put in place, but shake off. Fear should not be part of anything that you're taking yep. in, marinating in, in any capacity. And that's a choice. Yes, it is. And you know, one of the one time I was I, I had just finished reading one of the biographies uh, or of of Smith Wigglesworth, you know, mm -hmm. a crazy, amazing general who was talk about a courageous guy. That dude was courageous for some of the stuff he did. And I stopped and I remember I sat the book down and I said, Lord, I'm not a Smith Wigglesworth. I'm not that guy. And I just was feeling I mean I was excited by his story, but I was feeling a bit like mm -hmm. I, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to be. And the Lord spoke to me something so clearly. He said, Robbie, I've had a Smith Wigglesworth. Now I need a Robbie Dawkins. Uh, now I need a Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Now I need, you know, Caleb. You know, now I need Amber. Now I need whoever. Fill in the blank. Your name. God's had a Billy Graham. Now he needs you. Wow. God's had a Catherine Kuhlman. 
He's had an Amy Simple McPherson. You know, now he needs you. Yeah. And so, you know, he's, we, God's had those. We, we compare ourselves, and that's a, one of the biggest mistakes we can make. God needs you just as you are, yeah. who he's made you to be, flaws and all. You know, because that, that when God uses us with our flaws, it actually is a testimony of his power. Yeah. And how almighty so God he is. So and good. so we're sitting there thinking we got to fix it all to make God look better. No, you don't. Just be yourself. You know, be yeah. yourself and do that. And then at the same time, though, push into that courage, push into past that place of fear I and the Lord that. will use you powerfully. That's awesome. Amen. Would you pray for um, our people who are tuning in right now? Yeah, absolutely. Father, I just thank you for everybody who's listening to this. And Lord Jesus, I just thank you for their life. I thank you for who they are. I thank you that they don't have to work it up, that they don't have to be connected to somebody famous or somebody mm -hmm. more well-known than them or somebody with more influence or somebody with more money, that they can just be who they are. And God, you choose to use them as they are, who they are. And Lord, the truth is, is that all revivals throughout revival history, with the exception of only one or two, have started in small groups of people. They've started with 50 or 100 and the Toronto revival was only 120 people in a church. The, it's, that's where it started. The Azusa Street revival was only 40 or 50 people. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, back in the early 1900s, an African-American pastor who was blind in one eye, yet he was the spark of the, the most impactful revival of uh, that whole uh, that whole uh, hundred years, that whole time. God, mm -hmm. you... We don't have to have uh, this sort of special thing that we think it needs to be there or the special luster or communication or education or, 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 or financial position or, or um, social economic standard to, to do that. Lord, you are looking for people who will just be themselves. You're looking for people that you can do mighty works through that, are, that you can take your super and put it on our natural and yeah. there comes the supernatural just that that that's 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 the work that you do and so i pray lord and i just everybody listening right now i give you permission to be yourself i give you permission as 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 an ambassador of christ be you and don't try to be somebody else don't try to be another person don't try to live this out in a in a in a different way just be you flaws and all be, be willing to admit those and be willing to be honest with those. I give you permission to do that. Don't stay focused on those. Don't make that, don't make those flaws your identity either, but be okay with, with walking that out and, and keeping those short accounts. Father, I pray you just release a powerful anoint right now. Just mm -hmm. oh, people are feeling, I can just feel it, just heat, electricity of God's presence. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's several people, just your hands are buzzing or tingling. Others of you are just feeling just like a waterfall of electricity or, or peace or just some sort of manifestation. That is God coming on you now. And he wants you to know it. He's here for you. He loves you. Somebody's getting healed of something in their heart, just some unforgiveness or hurts or pains. I think it's related to some person of authority in their life that just was saying condemning things. Right now, that's breaking by the authority of mm -hmm. Christ. Father, I thank you for that release. I thank you for that peace and that healing power 
And Lord, just for all of us to be able to feel secure in who you've made us to be and a release in order to do that. Father, I just bless everyone listening right now in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus to tell their story, to pray for those that they have connection with, and even those they don't, that people are desperate for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are desperate for healing. They are desperate to know that there's hope outside of what the scientists and doctors are scrambling to come up with. Mm -hmm. God, you've already got the solution. You've already got it. Mm -hmm. And it's us. We are the revival for the now. We are the breakthrough. We are the healing solution. Christ in us is the hope to see this pandemic end. And Father, we repent for our nation, uh, for killing babies, for abortion. We repent for our nation and the the sin that we've been permissive of, even in the church and and with uh, homosexuality and transgender stuff. And if you're struggling with that, that's not words of condemnation. It's a words of invitation that God is tired of the enemy hijacking your identity and confusing you because of how you feel receive the peace and the healing right now receive the wholeness of jesus christ right now god wants to set you free from the confusion that you're in he loves you passionately you're a beautiful son and daughter as god has made you to be be released from these other things and he be be restored and made whole in the mighty name of jesus i just bless you all in jesus mighty name amen amen Thank you so much. You're so, you're like the real deal. You're filled with love and I love you and your family so much. <laughs> uh, we're so just looking forward to getting to know you guys better. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, have, having that, having that be fun. opportunity. Yeah. So um, thank you, Jamie Lynn. Thank yeah. you for being a truth speaker. Thank you. And will you please let us know um, what resource do you want to highlight right now and how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, my website, RobbieDawkins.com, social media, just my name, Robbie. It's with a Y. Mm-hmm. If you type in IE, you'll miss it, R-O-B-B-Y-D-A-W-K-I-N-S.com or on social media. Uh, again, just Robbie Dawkins, you know, in Facebook or Instagram. But, you know, just there's – I've got – three different books out there. I do tons of training material and power evangelism that apply to everybody. If any of that's helpful to you, go to that. Um, yeah, just uh, feel free to do that. It, it all speaks to all of this, yeah. but uh, this is a time. There's a, there's a message. Uh, there's, I'm thinking of a particular one as we're doing this talk uh, on, uh, on um, greater authority, stepping into greater authority that's on my website. And, and it just talks about um, just a lot of this stuff that we're talking about uh, today awesome. um, and, and just kind of hits on that, um, you know, that God is, is wanting to, you know, maximize uh, us to maximize our authority. We're not waiting for God to do it. He's, he's waiting for us to do it. That's true. And just the tools of stepping it out. We're not really, God gave us all authority. He's just waiting for us to activate it Come on. and to, to walk in it. So. There you go. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys go check that out. And then if you want to binge watch anything, you can go watch uh, Finger of God. Uh, there's there's Finger of God, Furious Love, Father of Lights, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost Reborn. Wow. I try I tried to get Darren Wilson to do it, call it Holy Ghost Reloaded, but he was, <laughs> he was <laughs> like, 
because we get filled up again and again. Yeah. I said, do call it Holy Ghost Reloaded. He goes, no, nah, I'm doing Holy Ghost Reborn. And then Finger <laughs> of God 2 is the most recent. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, the, those movies are, they'll, they'll, they'll inspire you. Yeah, uh, they will. They will really inspire you and, uh, and make you just want to step out and, and go do this. And so. So cool. Um, Oh, but let me say, a lot of people don't realize that that when we when we shoot those films, you know, we're we're putting in, you know, ten minutes of things that we're doing, but they don't realize we've been shooting for two days. So there have been days of stepping up to people saying, "Hey, I've got a word for you," and they're like, "Yeah, blank off and walk away," or or yeah. going, "I don't want you to pray for me," and you know, start shouting at us how much they hate God or whatever. I told Darren, I said, I wish you'd keep all that in those films because it's good for people to see the rejection of that. We get rejected and we could give a spot on word and people get mad or we could pray for somebody and, and, and them go, I'm not sure. Or they just don't let you do it at all. So all of it's just, just be yourself. Be okay with that. Yep. That's that's They should do that in the outtakes even at the end, just like over and over. He's put a few of them in, but I mean, we could, he could make 10 movies out of one of just all the rejection stuff or, or when we pray for somebody and they don't get healed or we get a word yeah. wrong, Yeah. you know, and we just, it just falls flat, you know, it's I so mean, all, but it's still all good. It's all good awesome. because what we do when we do it is we shift the atmosphere, even yeah. when, even when we fail at it. Yeah. You know, and they'll remember the you're planting seeds, like you're planting That's seeds, it. you're showing enough love to spot somebody out of a crowd and that says a whole lot more than we know yep it really does cool thank you so much um love you if you guys find value in this podcast please go subscribe go rate it go leave a written review share with your auntie your uncle your grandma and edna i don't know everybody everybody (laughs) y'all yeah get the let's grow the set apart family get your dog an account and click like on his Go follow Robbie Dawkins. I'm sure I can assure you, you will be entertained. You will not be bored and you will be inspired. Thanks, Robbie. Bless you, Jamie Lynn.